Howdy, and welcome to Lost in the Lyrics, a podcast where we discuss song lyrics and completely overanalyze them. I'm Elliot. And I'm Claire. And today we are going to get lost in the lyrics of Save Myself by Vincent. Be sure to stay tuned afterwards for Elliot to talk about flags and for updates on my knitting projects. Okay. Um, cool. So usually um, during this part of the podcast, we'll move into our opening part. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, I'll talk about books. Um, Elliot will talk about the weather. Um, we might ask each other how we're doing. But before we do that, I wanted to point out, well, not point out, that's a weird way of putting it. Anyway, I just wanted to say, like, um, we are conscious of what is going on around us. And for that reason, with the Black Lives Matter movement, as well as it being June and Pride Month, we have decided to showcase, well, I guess feature, whatever you want to say, that we're going to analyze songs by black and queer artists, um, both of them intersectionality, all that. Um, and we know that a lot of songs by such artists are really important in all times of the year, and they often have um, political and social messages and we don't want to take away from that, but we also um, want to continue to have bring a little levity um, with this podcast. So we aren't going to bore you. Our our goal is not to educate you about the social and political movements that are happening at this time, but um, it is to, I guess, expose you to songs by. Um, diverse artists such as these right and um both of us we are both of us are not black we do not know what that experience is like and we don't want to like so often and forever especially black queer artists have been told what they can and can't say or do what their words mean that's not at all what we want to do these artists deserve to be heard ongoing it's not just because of the time like it's especially important to highlight it right now, but it's not something that ends with a big movement of change or Pride Month or anything like that. Go listen to these artists for yourself because they have some good songs and yeah, support them. And um, while we, our goal on this podcast is not to get overly political and choose a song that is very clearly political, um, artists that we feature might have other songs that are more political so um definitely like go listen to a larger body of their work um to get into more of their like songs that shouldn't be controversial but for some reason are you know what i mean (laughs) yeah um this artist in fact is slightly more mainstream i don't know Mm -hmm. how much research you did on them but there are so many artists out there that are not super mainstream that also deserve highlighting so we we might do some of those but this artist happens to be featured um uh, in mu- music in popular television shows like uh the queer eye reboot and also mm-hmm. uh was i believe on a competition singing show i i looked up yeah i, I think i yeah. read that i read um, the wikipedia <laughs> right yes <laughs> um so Anyway, uh, that's all. Um, 
Uh, okay. Yep. Yeah. All right. Cool. <laughs> um, would you like to talk about the weather? Sure. It's uh, mm, uh it's about upper fifties, like fifty-seven, fifty-six degrees or so. Um, Fahrenheit. outside Fahrenheit. Yes, we are clearly from the U.S. Um, uh, and. It's been pretty dreary. It's raining. It was raining earlier. Maybe it stopped raining right now. I have my my blinds are closed. I actually can't tell, but it's been raining on and off. It's a it's a nice June day here in the Pacific Northwest. Um it has recently been sort of muggy. Like it's been humid and like warm at the same time, which is not my favorite, but it's not too bad at least we don't have bugs <laughs> yeah yeah we are we are lucky with the bug situation here um as far as books um i just wanted to so one of these i have read recently and the other one i have not read recently it was like a couple years ago that i read it but um i just wanted to point them out um, the first one that I did read recently is called If I Was Your Girl by Meredith Russo, and um, it's about a trans girl growing up in Georgia, um, and it, at its heart, it really is just, like, a classic, cheesy, teenage, coming-of-age love story type of situation, mm -hmm. um, but, you know, there is, like, the aspect of transitioning and um you know living um the main character she lives her life as a woman instead of you know a boy um so there is that aspect as well but you know at its heart i think it's really just a story about like being yourself and all that stuff that like any like young adult novel is about and i think that's pretty cool do you like it? Was it good? I did like it. I thought it was good. Um, there was some stuff that it was like, oh, that's kind of simplified. But um, I think it is a good sort of first step for a lot of people in normalizing trans experience experiences. Mm -hmm. um, so I thought that was cool. Uh, and then the other one is called Let's Talk About Love by Claire Khan, I think, is how you pronounce her last name. It's K-A-N-N. -N. Um, so it could be Can. I don't know. Um, but this is about a... Um, she The main character is, I think, like, in her first couple of years of college, and it's in the summer... It's in, during summer break. Um, and she's working at a library. Um, and sort of the reason why I decided to talk about this book, even though I haven't read it for a couple years, is because the character, the main character is, um, black and she's also biromantic asexual, um, which is sort of the same, similar as my other book. It's sort of an identity that is a little bit more overlooked, um, during, like, stuff. I guess, in the media than, like, just, you know, lesbian and gay people. Um, so, just a little bit more diversity, I guess, in books. And I really enjoyed the book, but um, sort of like If I Was Your Girl at its heart, it's kind of like a 
understanding yourself love story type of situation. Hmm. Yeah, I have not read any books recently because I just finished my term. Like I had finals last weekend and this week. Mm -hmm. So hopefully I'll get to more reading. There are a lot of graphic novels that I want to read. So hopefully that will happen. Well, yeah. cool books. Yay. Um, okay. Do you want to react to the song or talk about the um, song? Sure. I was actually the first person. Well, I, I was the one who suggested the song, I guess, between the two of us. I don't know if you had listened to it before or not. Um, but basically, um, we had been talking about, like, you know, Pride Month, we should do queer artists and such before, like, at the end of May. Um, and then with how Elliot's term was set up, we were waiting until, you know, she's done, right, um, to record because busy schedules and such. Um, and then um, everything happened with the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, you know, I thought, you know, we should also highlight Black artists. Anyway, I went on Spotify and um, I changed my settings so that it was only the clean songs because uh we're a family friendly <laughs> podcast here um and then i listened there's so many not clean songs that are so good when i was doing my research i did not at all do that i was like i don't because i am a person who will forget about how i'm supposed to be actively listening to a song um so and I'm really bad at, like, checking what song I'm listening to as well. So I was like, I'm just going to put it on clean so I know that the songs that I'm listening to could be <laughs> contenders for the podcast. Um, so anyway, I put on that playlist and I picked a few out. And this was one of the ones that I liked and I thought um, could be a good song to do on the pod, I guess. Um and then I would listen to it again yesterday. Um, and then it got kind of stuck in my head. So I think that's a good sign that, that we should analyze it. Yeah. That's what I got. Um, can I just, can I recommend what my pick was for this episode? Yeah. Like what we didn't analyze for various reasons? Uh-huh. Um, it's actually an album, like, I really like this album, I found this album recently, but it's, um, Janelle Monae's Dirty Computer, and it's very sexual and political, but it's very good, so if you want something to listen to, you go, go, you can go listen to that. Um, also, I really like, um, gosh. What is the album's what is that album called? It's I know he's kind of a polarizing artist, but um Tyler the Creator's album Flower Boy is nice as well. If you want some more explicit 
music <laughs> for this time. Um, or for any time. Uh, for any time. I know. I I just, we're recommending music right now. I'm recommending music right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Logic has some okay stuff also. I, mm, I you know, I used to recommend slash talk about music as my opening bit. And sometimes I miss it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, I listened to this song for the first time last night mm-hmm. because you, because I hadn't looked at the stuff that you had sent me as potential options for our next episode. And I, you know, I was listening to like the stuff that had the cursing in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. <laughs> I, you suggested that I listen to the stuff that you sent me, so I did. And I liked this one. Um, I guess it's, it's, has, it's very poppy. I mean, it's a Mm -hmm. pop song, but it has, like, a very clean, produced, like, kind of anthem-y. It's very, like, pop dance club. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it has a very, it has a very dance vibe but not dance in a gritty way dance in a light way it feels very contemporary like uplifting yeah it and and my favorite part of it is when he's like when there's the like ooh ah Mm -hmm. uh the 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 um the like riff that he that's his me that's the riff Mm -hmm. it's that it's what i just did but um it has it's like has the it has some vocal production on it that makes it go really high mm-hmm. and sound kind of electronic and distorted. Like, it's that artful use of autotune, you know what I mean? I like it. <laughs> um, it's very palatable, mm-hmm. uh, I would say. It's very... I don't know. It feels kind of also sometimes... It, it kind of feels like it's... Maybe that's just the style. It does feel like it's going for that some to some degree. Like, it's really going for, this is easy to listen to, everyone. Like, it's a lot of... It, it's generic in some ways, if yeah. that makes sense. It's generic, but, like, in a good way of, like, it's accessibly... It's accessible to a lot of people. Um, it's very summery, also. Yeah. Like, it's very summer. Has, like, a lot of summer vibes. It It feels like... Something you would hear underneath an episode of Queer Eye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Which is not a bad thing, no. by the way. It's just, like, you know. It sounds like um, anyway. in, it, it would be in one of the, like, midpoint things where they're, like, dancing in a white void. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I do know what you mean. <laughs> Have you watched have you watched that re the 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 re the remake reboot reboot? Yeah, have you watched like the, the Queer Eye the reboot? The one on Netflix. Yes. Yeah. It's very uplifting. Mm-hmm. If you want something light and happy, that that's yeah. go to. Anywho. Um light and happy but still like real. Like it doesn't it doesn't shy away from from topics, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like they address they address like the the things the parts of identity and all of that that are difficult. But then sometimes you know you just want to see someone get like a nice haircut yeah. and like feel confident mm-hmm. and listen to this song, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um. 
I guess. What now? What um, do we do now? We do our analysis. Um, I think you're right. like fiddling with your microphone. Oh yeah, I am. Yeah. Sorry. I can hear that. Okay. Cool. <laughs> okay. So, would you like to read the? First- would you like to read? Oh. The- oh no, there's a mild curse in the first verse. Can you read it? Yeah. I'll just, I'll just, you know, do my thing of mild censoring. <laughs> Um, so here we are, you staring at me teary-eyed. I think it's time you said it. I swear you won't regret it. Dang, I'm glad you said it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um. I do not know... It's very vague. It's it's very vague, but at the same time, it paints a very clear picture. Um, like a very specific emotion, um, emotional thing yeah. that's happening. Because Tyria, well, I mean, it, it, it elicits, like, it, it's definitely that, like, some kind of uh, overwhelming feeling is yeah. happening. Something emotional And that going could down. be, yeah, that could be sad, but it could also be, like, happy or hopeful relief that sort of thing mm-hmm. people cry for all sorts of reasons and that's okay yeah. um so i think our real mystery should i read the here, next part or well, do we need to i think i think our real mystery here that we need to like look for is what it is like what what are they saying um so I think other, everything else in this stanza is very clear and, you know, two people standing there, uh, one of them is very emotional and that person says something that the other person is glad that they said, right? We got that, but mm-hmm. we don't know what they're saying. We don't know if this is a sad thing, if it's a happy thing. Um, I don't know. Gosh, what about this song is so airy and and like uplifting like i don't i'm thinking about it because like i mean so like just the idea of like saving yourself is like some level of self-love and acceptance and like move and like decision making for yourself and that sort of thing mm-hmm. i think but then i just I'm not even considering the lyrics. I'm just thinking about like the general vibe of the production. I think it somehow the, feels the rhythm kind of in that vein as yeah, well. The rhythm of the lyrics kind of works with that because it'll have like um, sort of a longer note um, in the middle of a phrase, and then sort of more staccato on the ends of the phrases. Hmm. It definitely makes you want to like move your head. Along with the beat, mm-hmm. it has a very pulsing underlying beat, sort of reminiscent of like runway music. Is that not correct? I feel like that's what I'm remembering. Um, I have not watched enough fashion shows to know what runway music feels and sounds <laughs> like. Um, like on some level, but... listening to this song makes me feel like strutting. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, that makes sense to me. Like, I think it has a good underlying beat, but it's not, like, 
an in-your-face beat, but it is a, it does have like a, that steady pulse, I guess. You know what I mean? Hmm. Yeah, that's this is why I like the the uh, the 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 hook. Like it's steady, but it, it doesn't have the, like, like a pounding bass line or anything. Yeah, true. It it yes. Um. Um. Should I read the next part? Yeah. Okay. So here we are. I'm staring, and you're worried. I won't find the words to fix it. Baby, please just listen. Maybe we could fix this. Hmm. Hmm. Is something broken? Yeah, it makes me seem like it's or damaged. It's a sad, teary-eyed. Um. <laughs> Unless they're excited about damaging something, or it could be a like a a slight dual perspective type of thing. Um. I I'm not gonna go far with this theory because this is just by one artist. It's not like um uh what was it like the Backstreet Boys situation or was it? It was <laughs> that was I liked the Backstreet Boys situation where they that were like fun. all singing like Kevin was doing something and I other forget guys is there a guy named something? Kevin in the Backstreet Boys? I'm really more of an NSYNC fan. Maybe it was an NSYNC song. I cannot no 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 we did no that was the backstreet boys because when we analyzed bye 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 it just ended up being about yeah bye people yeah happy pride (laughs) um (laughs) but anyway it's just the repetition of so here we are is the first phrase so i'm wondering if like these two stanzas are taking place at the same time um not like literally in the song but like in the story you know, mm. like when you have a dual character perspective in a book you're reading and it like goes back to the time of like the first character's perspective when it switches to the second character's perspective. Yeah. Well, I don't like that. Yeah, for this. I, I don't either. <laughs> I was just. But yeah. it's a good idea. Throwing stuff out there. It doesn't work with the construction of the song, and apparently we're a little focused on that today, so. Um, how about it, something, mm, it, I mean, uh, it could be a relationship, whatever that relationship mm-hmm. is, that they feel needs to be fixed or worked on because it's damaged or broken in some way and Mm -hmm. i think it's time you said it could be an acknowledgement that they need to work on things Mm. yeah like i think it's time you said it i think it's time you admit that this isn't working as it's going so we should change something in order to work on it alternately um this is an author and either their co-author or a character in their book. Um, and why am I bringing up authors? Because whatever it is, is going to be fixed with words. Um, and that was the first mm. thing I thought of, other than like the obvious oh, that's, yeah, fixing that's a relationship. Um, yeah, it, it's... When it comes to pop music, the trends I've noticed, and I don't think it's even just pop music, it's literally, like, any music and art. Yeah. In in art, 
humans are very concerned with relationships. Mm-hmm. Not just romantic relationships, essentially just like humans are very excited by and and interested in the ways which they connect to other humans. Yes. That is why So a relationship the, is a very yeah. safe bet for an analysis. Yeah. That is why the quarantine situation is so bad for so many people. <laughs> um Yeah. One yeah. of the reasons, you know. There's many. One one of them, yes. <laughs> um so, so yeah. Um, hmm. I won't find the words to fix it. I won't find the words to fix it. It. Something can be fixed with words. I mean, I guess a piece of writing can be fixed with words. Perhaps something relationship-related could be fixed with communicating. Mm Mm-hmm. But I don't know very many things that can be fixed with words. Yeah. Like, signage that is not correct? Hmm. Yes. Oh no, our stop sign just says top. We must find the words to fix it so it says stop. Golly. That's what I should be doing in quarantine. Making stop signs? Spray painting the S's. Oh. No, spray painting the S's red on stop signs. Yes, great idea. Um, Divert the police nah. so that they're focused on your stop sign crusade. Instead of I, all the other stuff no, going on. I could. That's I a could, good thing. I'm saying that as a good thing. I just want to point that out. <laughs> I could I could spray paint stop signs. The S is red. And then I could spray paint a line on the O. So it's the 21 Pilots logo. <laughs> <laughs> really confused people there. Yeah. They get to a stop sign. They're like, what do I do? Do I listen to 21 Pilots? I don't know. Anywho, um, do you want to read the next part? Is the next part the pre-chorus? Uh, I think or so. Or is that is it more of a verse? I don't know. It does not matter. Go go read um, if you want. It says, I'm so happy that you're here. And I can see that you really understand that I need you here with me, but you don't have to say the words. Um, So... You know what's interesting here is that in this stanza, um, the narrator here, the speaker, is saying that the the other person does not have to say the words. But in the first stanza, they say that the other person did say the words in the past tense. So I don't know what's going on here. Are we talking about new words? What do you mean in the past tense? Um... It says, like, I'm glad you said it as the last line in the first stanza. And then Mm. down here it says, you don't have to say the words. So. It's so vague. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's, like, so vague to the point that I just don't know what's happening. (laughs) Hmm. Yeah, it's like in the first stanza I had a pretty good idea what was happening other than, you know, the vagueness of it. Uh, But now that we're like three stanzas in, it's like, oh, you're just, you're just making it more confusing. Are these all just like alternate situations for the alternate endings for the same situation? Um, Maybe they are. 
Hmm. So happy that you're here. Like, uh. mm, maybe this is like, uh, so we got our speaker, and they're thinking about how this situation will go. They know that they have to confront, well, not confront, but they have to talk to this person that they're in some sort of relationship with, um, you know, however that is. Um, and they're thinking, okay, so, you know, in this one situation, let's see. So they're the other person's really sad and I tell them, Oh, you you better you better tell me what 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 you need to say and then they say it and then they're like, Yes, I'm glad that they said that. Um, but you know, that that seems kind of coercive. That they you know, maybe they're using too much power in this situation. Um, so let's let's try another situation. How will this one go? What if this is a damsel situation? Uh Uh-huh. Damsel in distress type of thing? Well, the save myself implies that someone else could have done the saving. Yes. But instead, the narrator is choosing to save themselves. Mm Mm-hmm. And what if it's, like, a damsel situation, like, you know, the princess dragon stuff? I mean, it doesn't have to be princess dragon. It could be, you know, like, pirate ship um, or other holding people as prisoners deal or, I don't know, lots of things. But <laughs> the the princess dragon idea... Like, the idea of a damsel in distress. Did you know that a damsel, um, the definition is just a young, unmarried woman? Really? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like damseled is, like, a thing. Like, being damseled, that's, like, that's, like, a literary... I feel like that's a thing. Is that not a thing? Like, um, the idea of someone... Well, it says it's archaic the- and literary. Huh. Well, however, a I damsel in that... distress is a young woman in trouble, with the implication that the woman needs to be rescued as by a prince in a fairy tale. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> it could be something like that. Or the idea of that used as a metaphor for getting yourself out of a situation you don't want to be in. Mm-hmm. It could be. Um, or causing action where action is not happening. Or it could be sort of like a... <coughs> I mean, I was sort of thinking, like, there's this idea that, like, we need to use caution and respect other people and, like, try not to coerce them into things that they don't want to do. And some of that can... Sometimes that can manifest into just removing yourself from a situation, um, sort of saving yourself in this, as in this one, um, instead of like in the first stanza, it seems like um, the speaker is kind of like saying, you know, telling the other person like, you better say this, you know, you won't regret it, like, yeah, <laughs> you should do it, you should do it, um, but like their approach 
seems to be seems to get to soften throughout these three stanzas um so that's kind of why i was thinking of the like the alternate timeline type of situation slash um analyzing different situations of what could happen before they actually do happen hmm should i read the chorus uh sure I'll save myself, not asking for devotion, I just need you to care. Not asking for nirvana, I just want you to be there. Just cause I'm crying rivers, don't mean I'm asking for help. And then there's like the hook after yeah. that, that goes, I'll save myself, ooh ah uh, ha. Uh. Yeah, and then I'll save myself, ooh ah uh, ha. Does that like four t- four times and then says I'll save myself again? Yes. It's the repetitive part. It's also the best part of the song. Mm-hmm. Again. Good hook. Um, do we think Nirvana is like the idea is that like is like the spiritual idea or that it's like you don't have to get me tickets to that Nirvana concert. It's mm-hmm. okay. Well considering this song was written in... Oh, my lyrics aren't all the way loaded. It was written in... Oh, man, it doesn't tell me. Sometime I feel like in it's... the 2010s or something, though, I think. I feel like it's 2019 or something, yeah. or 2020. It's pretty like, recent. Like, it's very recent. It's, it's recent. It's a recent song. And mm-hmm. as far as I know, there aren't any more Nirvana concerts. Okay, but what about, like, the Nirvana albums, merchandise... Yeah, I was thinking, um, I mean, it could even be, like, not asking to rise to the fame of Nirvana. You know what I mean? Um. Oh, yeah. If we're, if we're talking about the bag. Potentially. Right. And if we're not talking about the band, then we're talking about the concept in Buddhism. Yes, enlightenment. And, and, oh golly, um, we learned about that. Yes. In in Catholic school. Mm-hmm. Not sure what, like, the best, not sure we learned about it in the best way we could from Catholic school, but we did learn about it. Yeah, we had a few weeks. Um. Um, I'm not sure which, which of those it. It's leaning toward here. I guess that depends on what the rest of the song means. Yeah, I think it also depends on what the context of their relationship is. Um, because the the whole band thing wouldn't make sense unless they're, like, in some sort of professional relationship. Maybe on top of another, like, personal relationship, but most likely they would be in a professional relationship as well if they're going for, like, the fame of the band Nirvana. Um, right, and I mean, if the idea of, if the spiritual idea of Nirvana is that sort of transcending, Mm -hmm. um, then that could also be vocabulary that they're using for that idea of fame, Yeah. right? Like, rising up and, and transcending the, like, the norm or of of their life or something, mm-hmm. even though that's not what 
Nirvana is about as a spiritual concept, but it could be used yeah. as a kind of metaphor for yeah fame. Totally just taking away all of what Nirvana actually is and using it for like personal gain, which is, I feel like, the opposite of true Nirvana, which is a lot to do with like humility and stuff and you know being outside of and outside of the the material world yeah um, being free from attachment yeah and stuff whereas also is a lot of attachment what about um <laughs> this is true um but what about um the idea of nirvana being used in place of saying like and this is not the same and they are these are not the same ideas but a, a word that is spiritual that is has a spiritual context like heaven mm-hmm. or nirvana yeah. or this kind of ideal like not to say that they're the same because mm-hmm. they are not the same yeah. at all this, in context the final good but like end. the idea yeah the idea of like a good end the idea of a ideal um place that the ideal like place that you are working toward like Mm -hmm. it could be that idea of an ideal that they're not necessarily asking for the perfect ideal bliss thing yeah they just want whoever that other person is they just want them to be there yeah like whatever that means this person like whoever you are you are enough for me like i don't i don't need all this like heaven or nirvana like, what I need is for us to continue to have this relationship in whatever capacity it is. Or even in a lesser capacity than what we have been. Like, maybe we need to, like, you know, take a step back. Stop working together so much and just, you know, be friends. Okay, what right? if they're business partners? Yeah, they could be business partners who are friends and went into business together. And then it's like, uh, our business isn't working out and it's ruining our friendship. We should just... We should stick with the friendship stuff, because, yeah, you know, I don't, like, I don't need the fame of this business. You know, I want your friendship, right? Uh, the also just like, I'm not asking for, you know, devotion. Like, see that to me that feels spiritual as well. Like mm-hmm. the word devotion feels spiritual. Like it, it connects with that idea of like a devotion to a religion or a. Yeah. Or maybe or a- they're in like an unequal partnership. Um and they want to like take away that that power imbalance. Yeah, the I the I'll save myself. Like imagine like there's a big presentation or like big deal conference or something and their their other person is just, you know, they just want their business partner to care about it and like be there. And then at the end of that part, they, they're like, you know, whatever, I, I don't need your help, I'll just do it by myself. Yeah, but it's not, not in, like, a negative way, in a way of, like, it, it seems like it comes from a place of caring, is, mm-hmm. is sort of the vibe I've gotten from this song the whole time. Um, like, the, the speaker really does care about the other person. And, you know, sometimes you have to ask people you care about for help, but other times you choose not to ask them for help because you don't want to, like, they might have a lot on their plate already, you know? 
Um, yeah. And you don't want to, you know, give them one more thing to worry about. Um, yeah, and also just the just because I'm crying rivers is an interesting line because it acknowledges that like, well, the narrator is having a hard time with this, mm-hmm. but they can do it. Yeah. Like they can get through it yeah. on their own, and they know that about themselves. So they say, "I will save myself." That's like what they they mm-hmm. they they declare that they're going to save themselves, and that 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 they that as long as they know that their person or whoever they're you know whatever the relationship is, is there just, even if they aren't, like, helping, they're just there, that that's, like, enough? Because mm-hmm. they can do it? Yeah. Kind of thing? Um, which is, actually, that would make sense for, like, words to fix it. Like, I don't know, if, um, like, you're, so, like, here we are, right? You stare, you staring at me teary-eyed, like, maybe the person is... Maybe their person really wants to help them with something, but they can't. Maybe they're not in a good place to. So maybe that's what they say is they're like, I can't be there for you right now in this way. And then they, the narrator knows that they're worried and that there's nothing that they, maybe they made a mistake or something and there's nothing they can do to, to like fix it with their words. Mm Mm-hmm. But they're happy that that person is there for them as by just being their friend, even if they're not doing any action. Yeah. Um, do you want me to read the next stanza? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it says, don't get me wrong. All I want. I know it's hard. I don't mean to discourage. No, it's not on purpose. Loving me takes courage. I feel, I feel like that I feel like that kind of fits. Yeah. I think this is if if we're doing author's intent, I think this is where like uh Vincent's identity comes in more to play. Um Yeah, I also agree with that. And perhaps that the it's a similar situation with the narrator. Um you know. Uh but often, you know, who often, wrote this song? Um there were three songwriters. They're at the bottom of here. I okay. I don't know any of them. Um, but I recall that there's this album, or I guess EP has collaboration with a lot of some other writers that are also LGBT plus and yeah. I don't know. I feel like that that aspect of his identity here is coming into play in that. Maybe he knows that it's not the most, that it's, like, a courageous thing in some ways to, like, face the reality of, like, being in a relationship or even just, like, parents caring for their child Mm -hmm. who has to face different, a different set of society's garbage, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, homophobia, racism. Yeah. And that it's hard Mm -hmm. to, like, it's hard for that. Yeah. And that- I guess here, right, if the narrator has a similar experience to Vincent in that way, then it could be kind of a self-love situation Mm -hmm. where I'll save myself is really about as long as I have support from the people around me, even if they don't know what to say or what the right words are, then, then like... That's better than nothing. Yeah, and they, then they can work on saving themselves, so to speak, or Mm -hmm. loving themselves. Yeah. Um. Hmm. 
Um, so the rest... No. The next part is the, um, bridge, pre-course, not bridge, pre-course, maybe? Um, the I'm so happy that you're here. That's the same. And then right. it's the I'll save myself not asking for devotion bit. Oh, the bridge is the only thing left, right? And, yeah, it looks like it. Um, then we got the, the ooh-ahs, I'll save myself. And then the bridge. <laughs> when you say ooh-ah like that, I think about the chipmunk song. Do you know what I'm talking about? The one, the one, the the witch doctor, when that when Alvin the Chipmunk sang the witch doctor song. I mean, I know the witch doctor, but I don't know if I've heard the chipmunk version. <laughs> I only know the Alvin and the Chipmunks version. Maybe that's the only version that I know. I, I, again, I don't pay attention to the songs I listen to. Um, cool. Yeah. Uh, do you want to read the bridge? Yeah, sure thing. Also, I was looking up the songwriters, and I have a different list of songwriters hmm. than the one that are ones that are listed here. Okay. So, like, under the lyrics. Huh. So you might want to look into that a little bit. Okay, I'll read the bridge. Okay. Um, and I need you here. Yeah, I'll call your name. And I hope you do it too. If you felt the same. How does that sound, baby? I don't ever want to take that choice away, so I'm not asking. So that that to me is is kind of like the like you you're it's your choice to be here. And for us to like be here for each other, but I'm not going to ask you to be here because that's your choice kind of thing. Mm. I don't know if that's Yeah. Um I think this this comes back to what I was sort of talking about at the beginning. Um in the first stanza where it seems sort of like the narrator is sort of taking the initiative and sort of telling the other person what to do and then they're doing it. And I think this shows sort of like that growth of like I'm going to say what I want, but I'm not going to like pressure you into doing um what I want um because I know it's important that you do what's best for you, not just what's best for me right so um anything else? Um, I don't think so. The last part is just like the not asking for devotion bit, and then the I'll save myself with the, you know, the ooze and such. I mean, does it feel, does it feel like the approach we went with is is an analysis that is what we're comfortable with like it's still vague mhm maybe that's the point yeah in some ways it's, is like it's relatable that well the kind of exploring exploring self-love kind of thing and like 
how that fits into relationships, but not in a way that uh, that is so specific that it's not relatable, I guess is what you were just saying. Mm-hmm. Um, for the writers. Yeah. Did you get... Should I just say them? Yeah. The the Brandon, Colbain, Ryan Hartman, and Vincent Kennedy, which is the artist. Yeah, no, I don't have those. Um, where did you even find that? Um, if you Google the writer, if you just Google the song and the writers, um, and then click on, click on them. If you want, I can read that part. Okay. I think that maybe the generic Google lyrics are just wrong this time. I mean, sometimes they're just wrong. Yeah, the lyrics are but... right, but I don't I don't know where they got those songwriters from. Um, the article that I was looking at made it sound like Vincent did write his own songs. Um, I well, I think that I mean obviously, it's co-written. Yeah, a lot of so songs Vincent are, is a part of it. Are collaborative um, nowadays, but yeah, gosh. How do you do that? I want to learn how to do that. Collaborate, like, collaborate on, on songwriting. Yeah, like, eh, 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 how do you do that? And how do you learn to do that remotely? That's that's the question right now. How do you do that um, remotely? I mean, yeah, same way you do anything remotely. Lots of video conferencing. This is a good point. Um, the problem is lag. Really, you know, you can't really practice harmonies super easily with lag. That's where a um, piano comes in. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Also, um, I mean, this song is not a very complex song. I mean, it is it is a good song, but, like, there's not, like, a lot of complex instrumentals from what I remember. Right, it's, you know? it's a fairly straightforward pop tune with, like, nice... Uh, light, fluffy production stuff happening, but it's not, um, it's not, like, melodically very complex, and the chords are very much, like, your standard pop chords, so it doesn't have, like, the same amount of, I guess, it's easy to replicate, is, like, what I'm, what that means, Mm -hmm. is, like, if someone were to write that remotely, which I don't know if it was written remotely, but on one end, you could you know, tell someone what the four chords are, and they could easily replicate that, which is not the same, necessarily, for, like, jazz music, unless both artists are, like, so very comfortable and competent in chords and rhythms and stuff that are, that fit in that style. And also, it's, I don't know if that makes sense. Also, do you want to talk about knitting? Uh, sure. Um, so it's been, like, Almost a month, I think, since we last potted. Um, so, and in that month, I have been off of school. So, naturally, I have done a lot of knitting. Um, I think, I don't even know where I was last time we were on the pod. But I'm a lot farther now into my, my sweater. Um, I have the whole body of the sweater done. And I have a one whole sleeve done. And then I have a good portion of the second sleeve done. So we're really we're really getting close to, to finishing this sweater. 
Um, you know, at this point, I've knit a whole English sonnet, and I've knit a whole Italian sonnet. So, yeah. And we'll just we'll just see how it how it turns out. Yep. Cool. Will you post a photo flags. of it on the pod Instagram? Um, sure. <laughs> you don't have to. I was just no. Wondering. I was I was thinking of um posting something anyway about anyway. It it'll it might be there at some point. I don't want to. Cool. I don't want to make any promises. All right. <laughs> Especially on a podcast that will come out a while away from. Yeah. When we're recording. So, um, I did some flag research this recently, recently for the pod. Cool. Um, I have a little bit more time now to do what I like to do, which is, you know, explore a topic that I am interested in related to flags. Um, so I was curious. I think I knew, I like, I kind of knew the answer to this already because historic, because just, just knowing, the history of purple dye but i was really interested in like why there is such a lack of purple on country flags Mm. so if you knew if you if you if you know me you know that i like flags and i also really like purple Mm -hmm. (laughs) i i think it's a nice color and um there are only two country flags that actually have purple on them and even that they're just like small accents of purple and those two national flags are the flag of Nicaragua and the flag of Dominica and they're just really subtle purple stuff and that also and the purple that was added to them was not even until much more recently and you would think you know purple is purple is historically a very expensive dye to manufacture because when they had purple dyes in, you know, whenever they started to develop purple dyes, they had to get the, they had to get it from, from, from these, like, sea snails, Mm -hmm. and these very specific, this, these sea snails is where they had to get it from, so it's why you don't see purple clothing, it's why you don't see purple on flags for, for so long, is because it was so expensive, because it took so many snails to make it. Mm -hmm. Um, eventually they developed somebody accidentally developed a synthetic purple dye but um the thing is also is not just that purple was expensive it's also the like the royal color mm-hmm. so like you know it wasn't very prevalent especially because like that was reserved for royalty like if you wore purple you were not supposed to be cuz it's crazy expensive and also only meant for royalty so i just that's interesting for me also since then there have been i mean as you might know purple is or lavender is um like a a queer history Mm -hmm. historically also a color associated with lgbt plus people queer Mm -hmm. people um and that those identities um and so you actually see purple on a lot of pride flags. So that's where where you tend to see a lot of purple on flags is on pride flags. And I was just going to introduce slash I've already talked about like I, f- I feel like I've already talked about a lot of the flags that have purple on them. Maybe that's not a thing. Maybe that is a thing. But some some of some pride 
related flags are um that have purple on them are the like rainbow flag which is the it's like the gay flag but it's also just lgbt plus yeah generic um identities um kind of umbrella um the bi flag the bisect like for bisect we've talked about the bi flag before um, i think we have yeah when we talked about when we talked about in sync we did mm-hmm. um uh the gender queer flag the non-binary flag the asexual flag and the intersect flag all have purple on them and there are more flags that have purple on them but those are just some of them um, um here's a fun fact uh the flag of the kingdom of corona the uh kingdom in the disney movie tangled um is purple uh, with a yellow sun on uh, it well isn't that interesting <laughs> yep that's i want to see this flag now actually uh um search corona rapunzel flag and well corona just means corona it. just means crown right so it's yeah i think right so. and so yeah. it's um it's that's why it's called that right because the virus looks like it has points or whatever yeah that looks like a little spiky ball from all the pictures i've that's seen that's a nice it's a nice it's a nice flag i i like it it's all right it's um yeah it sure is purple um do you the want intersex me to flag do... is mm, what do you sorry want me to do... i was gonna say the oh. go ahead what? go ahead minus <laughs> the intersex flag is um a has a purple uh, a purple circle ring on a yellow field so mm-hmm. it's it's reminding me of that for some reason um anyway what were you saying um, i was just gonna ask you if you wanted me to do your first line and then you can do my first line in the credits oh <laughs> um for the sake of me reading the songwriters is that why yes yep all right um well sure why so, not today we got lost in the lyrics of save myself and learn that it's about, you know, some sort of relationship where there might be a power imbalance and they really just want to do what's best for themselves, but also for the other person. Also self-love. Yeah. Um, thank you to Brendan Coldbane. Sorry if I'm pronouncing any of these wrong. Um, Ryan Hartman and Vincent Kennedy, Kennedy, um for writing it and to Vincent for singing uh, and performing it uh, you can do your line as normal now okay <laughs> this podcast was edited and produced by Claire and Elliot yeah that felt weird the opening <laughs> and closing music is by Elliot and I'm usually the one who interacts with on social media if you have any questions or you would like to suggest a song for us to analyze in the future then you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at LITLpod or email us at lostinlyrics.pod at gmail.com um thank you to all of our listeners for your support and enthusiasm we hope you enjoy this episode of the pod and that you join us next time to get lost in the lyrics have a dandy day